Hello, today we are continuing our summer Enneagram series. We're doing a dedicated series on the Enneagram. Today we're talking about type fours, the individualists. We've got Mickey Scott Bay Jones here with us again. She is an Enneagram expert. She's gonna give us a little more understanding on type four. And then we're going to air an interview we did a couple years ago with my friend Holly Rankin-Zier. She is an Enneagram four and she shares a lot of wisdom and experience on what that is like being a type four so that we can understand the fours in our lives better. Today, Mickey and I are going to be talking about our Enneagram 4s. So um, we gave a little high-level description in our first episode, but talk to me about Enneagram 4s. Oh, see, you know how people talk about like you, um, I mean, this is my theory in relationships. You tell me like, you know, you're going to keep doing the same work in relationships (laughs) until you learn the lesson. Yes. And I'm like, maybe that's why. Like spirit, God, the universe keeps giving me fours because I just, I was married to a four uh-huh. for 20 years yeah. and apparently didn't learn. My partner is a four. I have so many fours in my life that so I love. Funny. I like, can I learn the lesson already? But it kind of makes <laughs> sense because it is like you're wanting to pull out of the rigidity of rules and they are That's very right. creative, fluid. I mean, it makes sense. Yes. You're... Maybe you're like looking for someone else to bring out what you need to bring out in yourself. I don't know. I, I totally think that's true. So when people are like, which, which type should I avoid? I'm like, honey, don't even try. Cause you're not like, it it doesn't work that way. Your trauma will match their trauma one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, and, and, you know, fours are one of those types that gets stereotyped a lot. I mean, you know, every type does, but like, I think that's also why I have an affinity for them because I think the way they get stereotyped is unfortunate Mm -hmm. um, and judgmental. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And, you know, they are called the romantic or Mm -hmm. the individualist, um, sometimes the artist, but Mm -hmm. we have to be careful in coupling an action like, you know, someone who makes art or is creative, Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily going to show up um, just because your personality type is the artist or is the type four. So, you know, they really are longing, they have this deep longing for what is missing in their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's like a a deep existential longing that they feel no matter what is going on in their actual lives. Mm -hmm. So, um, they also develop envy um, mm-hmm. over what, uh, you know, idealized missing person or thing or situation mm-hmm. is in their life. And they tend to have kind of this push and pull um, of, of wanting to like love what they have, but also mm-hmm. like having that nagging feeling that something better is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really can be related to a deep sense of abandonment or fear Mm. of abandonment. Um, and they tend to focus on the fantasy of the future, Mm -hmm. the nostalgia of the past or unsatisfying Mm. aspects of their current reality. Mm. They, you know, aren't, and they're, and they really have a hard time staying current, like staying staying in the present in reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the attention again, um, I mean, we haven't really talked about like centers of intelligence or as I call them centers of wisdom, but, but they are in this, this feeling center. And so they yeah. are very, you know, feelings, but also like sad feelings, melancholy, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, we talked about how ones, twos, and threes often don't really know themselves, know what they think or feel. It's all very external. Fours are very internal. They They know know. exactly how they feel. And maybe you need to stop knowing. I'm just kidding. But, you know, (laughs) there is a lot of inner, there's a big inner world going on. Well, it's like, do you have to know every nook and cranny of your sadness? Really? (laughs) Because they do. They want to know every Uh inch. That's important to them. you know, of those feelings, like they will get, they will sit in the sackcloth and ashes with you because Mm -hmm. they want to feel it and Mm -hmm. emote and be there with you. But that means they can go to the depths with you. Yes. Right. Like fours can, you know, can really get in those helping professions where they Mm -hmm. have to like cry and weep with someone, help you bury a child. Like they are going to be with you. And they're also pretty buoyant, right? So they Mm -hmm. can recover from that and go Mm -hmm. have a good time. What what I've observed in fours is that fours can work a room. Mm -hmm. They just, they're, they're going to bounce from person to person and can have an in-depth conversation over here where somebody's crying and then bounce over to another person Mm -hmm. and they're laughing it up. Right. So there is this kind of, you know, mm-hmm. buoyancy in them um, because they're so familiar with feelings and so comfortable with feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they, you know, but, but part of that is because they spend so much time internally in this like feeling of being unique, but mm-hmm. we make fun of that uniqueness, but that uniqueness with it, it comes a sense of never being understood, of yeah. being um, you know, misunderstood and, and, and sad in a way that's like, Mm -hmm. when you really feel like there's no one else in the world that can get you, Mm -hmm. that's a really, really difficult, lonely place to be in. And that's where a lot of four spend a -hmm. good chunk of time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is feeling that isolation that no one really knows me and they desperately want to be known. That's right. Right. So it can be, you know, a really difficult place. And so sometimes, yes, they can create drama. They can create, um, you know, it's like, it's like people who want to feel something so bad, they'll create anything in order to feel something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes that can be part of, of that personality type, because Mm -hmm. it's like, as long as I'm feeling something, I know I'm alive. Yeah. And so that can not, it doesn't always look like this, and that's where the stereotypes come from, but it can manifest as outward expression. So it can manifest as, I mean, you know, I remember hearing someone joke, like, you know, we were in a conference talking about the Enneagram and they were like, look around the room at all the people wearing hats. They're your Enneagram fours. Now that's (laughs) completely reductive and inaccurate. But, yes. you know, have you ever met someone and you just buy their dress? You're like, mm, I'm getting Enneagram <laughs> 4 vibes, yes. you know, because it yes. does tend to be a little, you know, it can be a little bit um, out there. Right. And it Unique. can even be, it could be subtle, right? It could be yes. like, we're all wearing the same uniform, but they have a pin yeah, or they have, you know, because it's like being the same or being kind of uh, just one of the crowd is, yeah. can like feel like death. For them. Totally. It's like, I've got to know there's yeah. something special yeah. about me and that's yes. why I exist. Yes. And, and so it's, it's, you know, that, that is kind of core to what yeah. fours are wrestling with. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of, like I said, the ones are like, never feel like we don't feel like we're good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, even though most ones are pretty moral, pretty good people, yeah. fours, pretty unique humans, but uh, yeah. it's like, 
oh, am I even special? Right. Like they still don't think they're yeah. unique enough to be seen. It's funny. I have a, a daughter who I think is, has any, you know, not ready to type, but she's a teenager, right. very Enneagram four tendencies. She gets so upset when she is doing something that she perceives as unique. And then a sibling or a friend, you know, latches onto it so upset and and like yeah. really like a deep upset of like this was my thing like, yeah how dare you and I don't yeah I don't resonate with that at all if someone yeah you know if I'm into a thing and someone else becomes into a thing I'm like yay we're both into a thing but for her I it's know. like you're stealing my essence like yes. I need to be set apart yeah yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah I you know I have to be really careful about what I tell my partner about, like, like a show or something. Cause if I'm like, Oh, everybody's raving about it, then forget it. We will oh, never watch it. They sure. will never touch it. And I'm for like, sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my daughter who is, I think an Enneagram for like, God forbid a band hit top 40. Cause she's out. She's out. <laughs> right. Forget it. I like never want to hear band them again. I love needs to be one you've never heard of. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she was very sad this week when I like, when she found out that I knew who Kate Bush was already. <laughs> I love that when they ask us about somebody like, you know, who's obviously been an artist for a long time. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I have heard, like my daughter, you know, she just graduated and has a degree in film. And she's like, at one point, do you know who Spike Lee is? I'm like, yeah, I'm. <laughs> Did live through the I'm 80s. aware. Mm -hmm. oh, right. I'm like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tell me about him, sweetie. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. totally. <laughs> so what is, what does self-care look like for an Enneagram four? Yeah. Oh, so, you know, fours, um, they can really teach us about the depths, um, mm -hmm. and journeying through difficult emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and they're really, trying to get back to that or not get back to but like again our personalities kind of cover up our essence so like mm -hmm. um that that the, there really is this uh deep well of connection with the universe mm -hmm. and other yeah. people right mm -hmm. that it's not about separateness and being yeah. different but like there is a deep connection that's already there and mm -hmm. we don't have to fear it so yeah when fours can kind of do things to touch back into that, um, mm -hmm. when they can really get into the present moment, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm like, I'm saying get quiet and still for everything, but like, well, there uh, is some truth to that though. I mean, right. we do know that that it makes sense. <laughs> right. That the like, antidote is the same. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like meditation or mindfulness yeah. like that is, that can be really, really helpful. Um, and, but of course, but I will say fours usually want to do that their own way, like, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. aren't into maybe guided meditation or whatever, yeah. or, or even just totally emptying their mind. Right. They want freedom mm -hmm. to do it their own way. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, you know, so, you know, there can be some of that kind of stuff with a four that they need to like figure out the ways in which they can touch into a variety of emotions that they yeah. can touch into, you know, the goodness in their life right now. Mm -hmm. um, yes, because they can go backwards and they can go yeah. forwards. So but staying, what does it the, really staying mean in the present feels like a touch practice. In. Yeah. 
Right. Touch into what's really juicy and good yeah. and, and deep and unique about your life right now, Yeah, about your loved ones right now, about the things you have in your life right now. Well, and a gratitude um, practice, right? Because they yeah. can get into that, as you said, yes. that feeling, feeling of constant longing. Yes. And so to yeah. like and sit in the, the now and what am I grateful yeah. for today? Yeah. Yeah. And what is unique and good about their journey, but mm-hmm. that is also deeply connecting to the rest of humanity in the yeah. world, yeah. right? Like what does connect you yeah. to the rest of that? Where do you share points yeah. of, of life and vitality with, uh, with other folks, you know, yeah. that, that can be a really good way to, uh, for them to, you know, touch into what they, what resources they already have in their world. Yeah. And how do we best love our Enneagram fours mm. you've been partnered with? yes I love my force um well you know I think um I it can be tough (laughs) to really love on fours because they do that push and pull thing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. there's this like Mm -hmm. there's this look at me don't look at me look Mm -hmm. at me don't and it's like what do you want from me right um right so (laughs) I actually think uh, being kind of direct with fours mm-hmm. and asking them what they want, yeah. yeah, instead of trying to guess, yes, because that push and pull thing can be a hurdle to kind yeah. of like get over, especially early on in relationships. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, kind of saying like, "I see you," yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, so what is it that I that you want? from me? Like, how yeah. can I help you? How can I love on you? Well, yeah. Um, do you want me to sit and be with you and do something sad? Do you want mm-hmm. me to mm-hmm. do something crazy and spontaneous with you? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do right now? And, yeah. and asking them don't like, you know, sometimes there are types who might want to plan more, yeah. but like just on a Saturday, ask, ask your type four what they want to go do. Yeah. Right. Being yeah. in the moment with them yes. will be a huge gift to them. Yeah. That's really good. It's good stuff. All right. Well, we are going to hear from someone who is an Enneagram for. Okay, so today's episode on a four is with a very fascinating person as well. It's with my friend Holly Rankin-Zier. She is a extremely progressive Episcopalian priest, which is, you know, kind of different and fascinating too. Yeah. Um, so she chats with us about what it is like for her being a four. So Holly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kristen. So let's talk a little bit about what an Enneagram four looks like for you. What are kind of some of the hallmarks of an Enneagram four personality? I remember going to this training once uh, a Richard Rohr video series on uh, the Enneagram. I was convinced I was a one at that point. And he mentions that um, in any given room, he looks around and see who is wearing a hat. And generally speaking, those people are fours. And of course, I was wearing a hat. (laughs) And so I thought, are you serious? Uh, But one of the definers and markers is just dress that's just a smidge different. Um, So fours tend to be really creative. It's the individualistic 
um, type. Uh, they're the individual, um, and they kind of take a lot of pride in that persona um, on being kind of the outsider. Um, so that, those are some of the things that, like from my hats and my scarves, or and it's not that anyone, no one else wears hats and scarves. And four is usually dawn and that, that kind of attire. So it's a, it's a funny kind of uh, almost a moniker, a visible, visible moniker for fours. That's so interesting. Yeah, fours, I think they kind of have a reputation as the sort of tortured artist, individualist, unique kind of in their own head. Yes, totally. I mean, from from high in high school, people were calling me Unicue, you know, unique, you know, that was uh, everybody said, oh, we can't wait till we have kids. We'll send them to you because you'll do the art cra- arts and crafts with them. You know, you'll you'll be creative with them. Um, which is, you know, kind of interesting uh, when I, when I look back now and I think, oh, that was always who I've been, you know, that's interesting. So tell me a little bit, you know, about if, if you were going to describe some of the healthy and positive attributes of a four, some of the things that you really feel good about and embrace, tell me about some of those. And then we'll kind of look at the dark side of being a four as well. Oh, of course. Um, you know, I think some of the healthy things about being a four for me are that um, I can hold two disparate ideas together and and see where they connect. I make connections between a lot of disparate ideas, things that people don't expect to connect. And I believe that that's part of like the strength of the four. Um, fours don't tend to deal in binaries. And so black and white thinking doesn't make sense to them. Um, which is really funny because I, you know, I think developmentally everybody goes through a black and white thinking phase, right? But generally speaking, they're able to hold those two things, uh, hold things in tension. And so I think about um, when people were saying, well, you're either this or that, I would go, eh, I think there's a third way, right? Um, I think they uh, ask questions of institutions and systems um, and offer an alternative way of thinking. Um, which can be beneficial, really beneficial, and can be seriously annoying, right? So, um, but I think that's that's part yeah. of the four's gift yeah. to the world is that they see things through a different lens, and they're able to make connections. Um, so that's, I mean, that's some of the like what goes on in my head. Um, so I, I think because they also kind of observe the world, they tend to see themselves as an outsider. Um, and you know, again, the positives of that are being able to. Uh, perhaps see things with um, through a different lens, maybe see who's connecting and who's not connecting in terms of relationally. Um, and, uh, and recognize that there might be a way of doing things, but perhaps there's a different way, you know, um, there's a system and this is what you're supposed to do. And fours will always think that they have a, um, a way that they should be able to bypass the system. Um, and again, I think that there's some healthy and good things in that because they offer an alternative way of viewing the world. Um, there's also some some dark sides too. Well, you know, as you're describing, fours um, are really good at thinking outside of the box, finding that third way, like you said, um, holding nuance. But how does that get fours into trouble when they're relating to others or a job, things like that? Yeah, I think um, it's really been fascinating. The more I've gotten into the Enneagram, recognizing the places where I um, really do expect um, expect the exception, right? And so mm. there are ways that I can say, 
hey, this is this is the way that you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to, you know, get a degree here and then you're supposed to go work for a couple of years here. You know, there's a way there's a pathway. Right. And there's a way that questioning that pathway sometimes is helpful because it opens up new opportunities that allows people to see differences. And there are ways that sometimes it's just it, you just sometimes you just have to sit in the DMV for a while, you know, like. And so I think that sometimes for the fours, they get really impatient because they think there's got to be a way to crack the system. There's got to be a workaround, right? And so when it doesn't work for them, when the workaround doesn't work or is not available, it can be incredibly frustrating. Um, so one of the one of the kind of crazy examples in my life, that was never something that I plan- set out and planned or I thought this is the way I'm going to do it, right? I went straight from my undergrad, I have a math degree, by the way, um, to uh, to seminary and became a youth minister. Well, in my tradition, in the Episcopal tradition, you are sent to seminary as um, for ordination. I wasn't planning on being ordained, so it didn't matter. I didn't need to be sent. And it wasn't until later on when I decided to be ordained that I recognized that how people perceived my actions was not what I intended them to be. I didn't intend them to be perceived like that. So I, it looks like I worked around the system, right? And that's part of just, I'm like, well, that's just how I did it. You know, I did it backwards. Um, But in my tradition, you don't do that backwards. So that can get people in trouble. I've seen people who um, have not been able to, um, were not able to go through the, the ordination process because they did something differently. And I've seen it in other jobs. For some reason, it did work out for me, uh, but it was a long and (laughs) harried road. Well, it seems like that that tendency towards exceptionalism, um, I can break the rules, I can do things a different way, is a bit of a hallmark for the fours, would you say? Oh, yeah. I Yes. Yes. And again, I think that at its best... It could mean that there are people who crack glass ceilings. It could be people who are incredible innovators and solve huge problems in the world because they try solutions that other people wouldn't try. And it could give them an incredible relational um, uh, trouble and trouble at work because they're not doing things that fit the system. Um, And so really, I mean, to me, and perhaps this is me more internalizing my foreignness, but like, it seems to me that. Uh, fours really are about some type of change, whether it's internal change, because there's a lot of internal angst and, uh, you know, existential crisis going on with a four, uh, but also uh, systematic and societal change, uh, which can be incredibly frustrating to the four because both of those things happen incredibly slowly. Um, they're not fast fixes. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the struggles that I have had as a three, you know, so I am the kind of ambitious productivity type. Um, when I'm interacting with a four is that fours tend to want to ideate. They want to talk. They want to look at all sides and I just want to slam it home, you know? And, um, that has been an interesting, um, dynamic for me, learning how to approach fours and allow them the time and the space to really think all of it through instead of requiring the same level of like, let's just get it done that I've got in my own personality type. Well, for me as a four with a three wing, there's a sense of ambitiousness there. Um, 
And at the same time, there's that tension of, well, we got to look at all the sides. We got to look at all the ways that we can look at the, uh, do whatever it is we're thinking about doing. And, and it, that's where I, I love the Enneagram because when, when we're moving towards health, we're moving towards a one, we're moving towards externalizing um, our greatest gifts to the world. And so when we can do that, then we're moving towards a place where uh, we no longer, especially as fours, are, are focused on ourselves, but we can bring the, what's good in ourselves out to the world. Um, anyway, at our best. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned that um, bit of self-absorption that can be true for fours. They can tend to be internal. They can tend to... Um, you know, stew and think, um, for you, how do you make sure that you're balanced in your need for thoughtfulness and personal insight, but then also that you're still engaged, you know, in the world and relationship and all that kind of thing. Did you say a little self-absorption? Cause that just, <laughs> yeah, like it's absor- self-absorption, right? Like, and and the, the other part, which is so hard, is that the, the deep level of insecurity. I mean, fours have this creative self and they recog- many of them recognize it, but there really is that kind of tortured artist, as you said before, at a deep level of insecurity that the, the simultaneous, um, I am amazing and I'm so not amazing, both existing at the same time. And, and really to somehow make peace with that. I think allows, uh, at least does allow me and a lot, a lot of people I've worked with to be able to embrace the four. So the, what it's looked like for me is um, doing work with people who are in need, whether it's physical need, emotional need, spiritual need. Um, it's, you know, working on in summers in, in the Bronx. It's, um, you know, building houses. It's working with teenagers and for my life, you know, pretty much that's what I've done most of my life is work with young people um, who in many ways are disenfranchised in our culture. And so for me, channeling my creative energy and thought into that kind of work has helped um, give me a bigger picture of the world. Uh, And I hope I'm not as self-absorbed as I can be or have been in the past. So self-absorption is, you know, one aspect of perhaps the dark side of being a four. Um, What are some others? I mean, I think I've heard that fours can be prone to depression. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a, I mean, I do, I have kind of snippets of, um, of being down. Uh, for me, depression is not um, my, my thing that I've really um, struggled with. I, have, I do struggle with anxiety, um, which mm. is, you know, I think a sister to depression. Um, yeah. And so this anxiety of whether or not I'll be able to perform, again, in my, my three wing, um, whether I'll be able to do, be successful in what I'm trying to do, my creative endeavor. Um, I think the other thing that's been really helpful is this, um, the disintegration piece towards a two. As a woman who grew up in the South in a very Christian context, um, everything that was put out there for me was, oh, this is what a Christian woman looks like. She serves all the time and is giving of herself, et cetera. Um, that was a two. In many ways, the, the 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 ultimate Christian woman in the South is a two. Um, Absolutely. What I realized growing up, uh, not growing up, what I realized just in the last few years is that one of my struggles with that is that for me to go to a two is to move towards disintegration. Um, and so for me, discernment is trying to figure out when am I being unhealthy in my need for either control or to quote unquote, help someone. 
And when is it coming from this deep place inside me that wants to? Um, and that doesn't mean that sometimes you don't do you do things because you're supposed to do them, right? Like that's just kind of part of life. But for me, as a four living in the South, um, that that's been a real um, helpful way for me to look at, at the and, and a helpful kind of moments of figuring out when am I moving towards disintegration. Um, I think it's specifically about um, my relationship with my husband. Um, my husband and I think very differently. He is a uh, he's a slower processor than me. I'm a very fast processor. I'm a very fast talker, uh, much to my congregation's chagrin. But one of the things that's helpful for me is I there are times that I ask my husband certain questions. Um, and, or I'll say, Oh, I'll do that for you. And he'll look at me and he'll say, I, I can do it. I'm fine. You know? And that has been a real helpful clue for me to go, Oh, I'm overstepping my bounds. I'm overstepping my boundaries. I'm operating, I'm disintegrating, moving towards disintegration in a two aspect instead of embracing kind of my, my wholeness and my uniqueness and moving towards something else. Um, at the other time, at, at the same time, there are times when it's just very clear, like, oh, I want to go make someone a meal and go bring them over, bring it over to them um, and sit with them. Um, but that's, that's probably not my first go, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it does. Um, so if you're looking at your personality and, you know, being a four, and if you're looking at the things that you really embrace about it, the things that you feel good about, the things that you feel are strengths of your personality type, what are some of those things? I, I really think my one of my strong um, my strong s- strengths is being able to take disparate subjects and make connections between them. And so whether or not I'm looking at, say, the Christian scriptures and trying to figure out and pull uh, something that would make sense for people I'm, I'm speaking with in my in my um, in my vocation as an Episcopal priest, or whether I'm teaching Title One students. Um, in this class I used to teach called theory of knowledge, where we would try to connect all these different subjects. Uh, that's where, that's where I feel really good. I feel like I'm, I'm in my, I'm in the zone. Um, I'm able to connect those, those ideas and thoughts and have conversations, um, you know, in the middle of a, a clergy gathering, bringing up an APA study, you know, things that sometimes don't seem to match, um, but they match in my head and I can offer it to the world. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, for, for the fours who are listening today, what advice would you give other fours? What advice would you give, you know, maybe people who are just now learning about this stuff and, um, who are, you know, trying to figure out what all of this means for their personality? What wisdom have you gleaned about being your best for self? I think, um, you know, fours are good at reflection. Um, but these categories for me has helped have helped me make meaning of where I am in my life and what's going on. Um, so I think for fours to put in um, to have these categories of the Enneagram, to be able to reflect on them, to be able to say, oh, this makes sense or this doesn't make sense. Or these, these can be clues for me to know when I'm disintegrating. Um, for instance, I had, went to a, another Enneagram training not too long ago, and um, the person who was speaking was a four. And he was talking about how he realized he provoked other people's emotion when they weren't giving him enough emotion. And all of a sudden, my eyes and my husband's eyes got so big because I do that in my marriage, right? And so if Mm -hmm. if my husband's not responding to me emotionally in the way that I want, I will just pick and pick and pick until I get some kind of emotional response. It might not be what I want. 
So whatever it is um, to, to reflect using these categories, to be able to notice when you start to disintegrate has been so incredibly helpful for me to be able to stop myself, sometimes not stop myself, sometimes even just to watch myself, watch the train wreck <laughs> and hopefully learn from it because I have some more information, some more data, some more experience that I could put in these categories. That makes sense. That's good. How about for the people who are listening who are not forced? What what's, you know, what are a couple things that you wish other people really understood about fours or what parts of being a four do you feel like maybe are misunderstood that you wish you could correct? You know, I think some people um, think that fours are just too much emotionally. Um, and so whatever we can do to give people space to be themselves, I think can be helpful. Um, and if you can't do that, to be able to, to gather enough health to be able to say, I, I hear what you're asking for and I can't give it to you right now, to be able to, to give them some space in one way or another, I think could be helpful. Um, I think there, are, there is a way that fours tend to retreat, especially when they are bruised, their ego is bruised. Um, and there are ways that their friends and family can be helpful when that happens in ways that aren't particularly helpful. And a lot of that is very individualized, but to be able to, to recognize, Hey, I noticed that you're pulling away how, you know, what's going on might be helpful. Um, and I think lastly, um, to, you know, if there's a four who's pretty self-absorbed to invite them to try to do some other things to help someone else, um, not give advice to do that. <laughs> but rather <laughs> invite them to with you to, to try to, to do something else uh, might help spur that kind of growth and movement towards health uh, because health, um, at least my understanding of the Enneagram, and I'm still, I'm still very much a learner in this is somehow embracing all of each of these parts, your, your number, where you move towards in health and where you move in disintegration. And so how do we kind of integrate these things together um, and we need community yeah. and for me one of the gifts of the four is that generally fours recognize that we need each other um, and so if we can listen to each other and listen to the four perhaps we can do better at coming to the table even when we disagree on really hard things that's good well Holly thank you so much for talking with us I feel like I understand fours so much better now thanks Kristen I appreciate it it was great 